0: Hello, my name is Dan Klein. I'm a partner in SciFarth's Boston Office Labor and Employment Group. I'm going to discuss today the legal obligations and issues relating to the various accommodation requests employers may receive from employees who are not able to work or telework uh, for a range of reasons, uh, especially now that the school year has resumed. Uh, now, keep in mind, I am recording this on September 4th, 2020, so I'm covering Uh, laws and developments through today's date, and things may change. Congress may pass further federal laws that protect employees from COVID-19-related absences, absences. Uh, or Congress may extend the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, the FFCRA, which will be part of our discussion um, for those employers that have less than 500 employees. Um, But as of today's date, that has not been extended, and it will sunset on December 31st of this year. Um, Otherwise, various state or local laws uh, or orders may be passed which may provide employees further protections, uh, which we will not cover. Um, So let's talk about other laws that apply today uh, that may create legal obligations for accommodating employees um, and those requests you may get that are not uh, required to provide leave or, or protected absences to. So let's turn to next to what options are available if an employee wants to work, but is unable to work or telework. Um, Because an employee, because someone for whom they're caring, uh, an individual for whom the employee is caring, is subject to a federal or state or local quarantine or isolation order related to COVID, or has been advised by a healthcare provider to quarantine uh, due to concerns related to COVID-19. Uh, All employees who are unable to work or telework for one of these two reasons are also eligible for up to two weeks of the FFCRA earned paid sick leave if you're subject to FFCRA. However, here it's at two-thirds of the regular rate of pay and capped at $200 per day or $2,000 in total for the 10 days. Now, again, if the company's not subject to the FFCRA, the employee has exhausted that leave, uh, then that's not going to be uh, an obligation. So again, in this situation, perhaps depending on the local paid sick leave law, that might apply or perhaps your PTO or other personal time vacation or sick time policies may apply consistent with their rules. Uh, outside of any of those, uh, this would not be an obligation to provide the employee leave to care for an individual with these types of um, orders or uh, recommendations from a health care provider. Keep in mind also that there is not an obligation to accommodate an employee whose family member is disabled. The ADA does not require that; it only requires the employee with the disability to be dis- to be accommodated. Now, what options are available if an employee wants to work but is unable to work um, or telework because of childcare issues, where the son or daughter has lost school or a place of care uh, is closed, or the childcare provider is unavailable due to COVID nineteen? Uh, so. This has uh, been a big issue as schools have been resuming now. Uh, again, if FFCRA applies uh, in that situation, this would trigger uh, the first two weeks of earned uh, paid sick leave for the two-thirds of paid $200 a day. Um, if that has been exhausted but the person is subject to FFCRA, uh, they still may obtain a total of, of 12 weeks of the FFCRA expanded family medical leave to cover this type of absence. So the first two weeks of the 12 weeks would be paid if they have the sick leave available. If they don't, it would be unpaid. And then weeks three through 12 would be paid. All of that is also paid at the two-thirds of their regular rate, up to a cap of $200 per day. Now, again, if the FFCRA doesn't apply or if the individual has exhausted their expanded family medical leave under the FFCRA, is there an obligation to accommodate these... Uh, employees with childcare loss issues. And that's becoming a big issue as we turn back to school. Well, at that point, there really is no legal obligation to accommodate these employees and provide them um, protected leave. Um, Now, employers are trying to be flexible, they're trying uh, to permit it, but there's not a legal obligation. Now, of course, if they can work remotely, that's the choice of best preference. It's not necessarily legal obligated, but it legally obligated, but it's still the right thing to do, I think, for most employers, for most employers' perspectives. Um, but at some point that can become a burden. There technically is not a legal obligation to provide further uh, time off, job protected to employees who have this child care issue. Um, now, for those that are subject to the FFCRA, a question that has come up um, with remote learning, how does that apply for the FFCRA sick leave, which really requires the, the child to lose full coverage? And the Department of Labor just recently clarified and updated uh, FAQs that when um, a child's school or place of care is closed fully, that would certainly trigger the FFCRA sick, um, school-based uh, leave, um, How about where the instruction at school is now being provided, uh, is now available in person, the students can return to campus. If a school provides an option between in-person or remote learning and the employee elects remote learning for any reason, um, then the Department of Labor has indicated that the child's school is not quote unquote closed uh, due to COVID related reasons and FFCRA is not available. Uh note, however, that if the employee's child is under a quarantine order, has been advised by a healthcare provider self-isolate, the employee would still be eligible for FFCRA leave. So that's where they have been uh made they've made the choice to uh, learn remotely rather than in person. Um, conversely, if the school has moved entirely to an online or remote instruction, the school is considered closed due to COVID-19, and an otherwise eligible employee may be entitled to FFCRA leave for that child care coverage loss. Likewise, if the school operates a hybrid model, such as rotating days and weeks, um, the school is considered closed for FFCRA entitlement for the purposes uh, of FFCRA leave on the days that the child is instructed to remain at home, but it would not cover the days where the child is not instructed to to remain at home. But again, if the employer is not subject to the FFCRA, there is no obligation to provide this leave, even though many employers are trying to be flexible and provide it as much as possible. Uh, Lastly, for employees who are over the age of 65 but do not have a disability, what's the legal obligation? There's technically no obligation to accommodate them. They they cannot be discriminated against based on age, but there's not a technical obligation to accommodate them if there's no underlying disability. And while their CDC has recommended uh, that they not be forced uh, to work in an exposed environment, uh, there is technically no legal obligation. Again, employers are trying to be flexible. If they can remotely work, that's great, but there's no technical obligation. Um, Likewise, for any employee who just fears exposure but does not have an underlying uh, risk, there is no legal obligation to accommodate them and the same for employees whose family members may be vulnerable due to a medical condition. As I mentioned earlier, there's no obligation to accommodate them. So I hope you found this discussion helpful. Uh, Please do not hesitate to reach out to a CIFAR labor and employment attorney if you have any questions or need any assistance. Thank you so much.